Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today uh, for my first of this series of Facebook Lives. Of course, I've been doing Facebook Live now for many years. I really started uh, during the very beginning of COVID pandemic in March 2020. But happy to be back. I, I generally do about uh, a month of Facebook Live sessions once or twice a week as a way of leading up to an online meditation program. So the Facebook Live sessions are uh, designed to kind of ramp up the energy uh, into these programs that I'm, that I'm offering. And not only for the participants, hopefully there some of you are here, and if you're not uh, yet signed up, um, there are plenty of spaces available yet. The, I'll get to the retreat information in a moment. But anyway, building up the momentum, not only for the participants, um, but for myself included. <laughs> it really helps me to get uh, geared up for these programs by offering these uh, Facebook Live sessions to you wonderful people. <laughs> so thank you for being here. So just a little bit about the online meditation program that I'm offering. And I am offering two that are opening, opening uh, around the uh, first week of April. Uh, but I'm just going to talk about uh, one of them today, and that's entitled Joy, the Ground of Resilience. The Ground of Resilience. So this is an eight-week online meditation program. It runs from April 3rd to May 25th, 2023. Uh, I am offering two sections to attempt to cater to different time zones. Uh, both sections are Monday and Thursday. This is East Coast time, so in Asia it might be uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. So do, do calculate your time zone accordingly. So Mondays and Thursdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., East Coast Standard Time, which is 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central European Time. And Section 2, Mondays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. East Coast Time, which is 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Tuesdays and Fridays in Thailand. So again, do, do adjust your clocks accordingly. Also, uh, if daylights, if your country observes daylight savings, these times may change by the time the course opens. So you might want to calculate that in as well. So I'll just uh, spend a few minutes here talking about the upcoming program, this joy meditation program. So everything that I offer is live. Nothing is pre-recorded. So you get a really uh, hands-on connection with myself. The groups are kept relatively small, roughly 15 to 20 participants per section. And again, that's so I can really um, serve what's coming up in the room, speak to what's coming up in the room in that way. Now, you can attend all of the sessions live. If that works for you, you're welcome to do that. You can miss a few sessions, or you may not want to go to any of the live sessions. You might want to do the whole program in your own pace, in your own time. That's also fine. You're welcome to do that. Everything is recorded live over Zoom. And the recordings are made available only to the retreat participants as a way of really holding the confidential space that we'll be creating together. 
This program and really everything that I offer is offered within a trauma-informed framework. I've studied quite deeply uh, trauma-sensitive mindfulness with David Trelevin, also Peter Levine and Gabor Mate. Uh, so uh, I feel quite, um, uh, quite uh, skilled at offering programs within this trauma-sensitive framework. I also want to mention that although my training does come from the Buddhist backgrounds, both the early schools of Buddhism, the later schools of Buddhism, uh, everything that I offer is offered within a secular voice. I, I really uh, am very passionate about bringing these teachings to people from all walks of life, whether whatever you believe in, no belief, whatever you believe in, it's all welcome here. So for more information about the retreats, uh, please go to my website, www.suchsweetthunder.org. So a little bit about today's offering. I plan on speaking perhaps for about 35 or 40 minutes, although I never really know. <laughs> I could get on a roll and just go with it. Um, but I would like to perhaps offer just an arriving meditation, maybe for five minutes or so, just to kind of settle in. And after that, I'll give a little bit of a talk, and then I'd like to offer another guided meditation on the topic of joy. So that's the idea for today. We'll see. Sometimes things change. So if you would, just take a moment to settle in. You might want to, if you're sitting in a chair, move around in the chair, find that balance. Wherever is comfortable for you, move your body around. And if you want, you could close your eyes if that's helpful and supportive for you, or you could leave them open. And just noticing the breath, perhaps Taking a deep breath here. And if it feels helpful, allowing the out breath to just be a little slower and longer than the in breath. That slower, longer out breath often brings a sense of calm and stillness to the body, to the mind, and to the heart. And so while we're resting here, just allowing the breathing to return to its uncontrolled breathing pattern, just breathing normally, naturally. Inviting the muscles around the forehead and the eyes to relax and rest. Perhaps inviting the cheeks of the face to grow soft. If there's any tension around the lips, you can invite those to, that tension to release and relax. Noticing too the shoulders, if there's any tension in the shoulders, just inviting the shoulders to grow soft and unwind, rest. It's quite common for the human body to carry tension or stress in the torso, particularly the, the abdomen and the lower back. 
I'm just taking a few moments to invite the lower back and the abdomen to relax and unwind, rest. Just letting any tension or stress that might be held in the torso go. You might perhaps notice the weight of the body against the cushion or chair. Sensations of clothing against the legs, inviting the muscles in the legs to relax and grow soft, rest. And noticing perhaps the contact of the feet against the ground or the floor. And inviting the muscles in the feet to rest, relax. And if it feels accessible here, noticing the top of the head and the bottoms of the feet at the same time. So feeling into the entire length of the body. Sometimes when doing this, you might notice the neck and back want to straighten. And feeling into the length, the entire length of the body from the bottoms of the feet to the top of the head. And then perhaps noticing the width of the body from side to side, perhaps noticing the sensations at the left shoulder and the right shoulder. Sensations at the right elbow and the left elbow. the left hip and the right hip, the right knee and the left knee, the left foot and the right foot, and then if it feels accessible and comfortable to do so, Noticing to the depth of the body, the front of the face and the back of the head, the back, the chest and the abdomen, the front of the legs and the back of the legs. the top of the feet and the bottoms of the feet. And if you're not feeling much of the body or any of the body at all, that's fine. That's normal. That can happen. If that's happening for you, just notice that. And the invitation is to simply rest with not feeling anything of the body. Just be present with whatever's arising for you. The length of the body, the width of the body, 
the depth of the body. And so then in the next breath or two, if it feels comfortable to do so, if your eyes are closed, you might begin to open them now. Just bring a little bit of motion back into the body, moving slowly, perhaps, scanning the horizon, orienting to the surroundings. Yeah. Well, thank you. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. <laughs> I think we went a little bit over five minutes there. I apologize. I tend to do that when I start meditating. And as we're coming back to the conversational space, I'd like to offer a poem here from the great poet Mary Oliver. Don't hesitate. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be, and we are not wise, and not very often kind, and much can never be redeemed. But still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is its way of fighting back, that sometimes something happens better than all of the riches or power in the world. It could be anything, but very likely you noticed it the instance when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty, joy, is not made to be a crumb. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. <laughs> Joy is not made to be a crumb. Wise words from Mary Oliver. Mm, thank you for that. So the topic of today's talk is Joy as the Ground of Resilience. And actually that's the title of the upcoming online meditation program. And that's what I'd like to talk about today. Because very often uh, when I offer a program on joy, and this time included, I get messages from people Phone calls sometimes, not this time, because my phone number is not working yet. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Uh, you know, how could we concentrate on joy when so much is going on in the world? And it's interesting that now this is the third online joy program that I've offered, and I, I've done online retreats in person too, on land. And it's always that same question, even though the times are changing. And I think that's worth noting, right? We, we, we tend to think that the troubling times that we're in now are the worst <laughs> that it's ever been. We know that's not the case, right? Because 
this example, I, I continually get this question. And from an optimistic view, actually, if we really trace the, the history back to the beginning of time when history was being kept, things are a lot better now than they were. We actually live in a more peaceful environment now than we did hundreds, maybe 100,000 years ago. For, for sure, 200,000 years ago. So things are getting better. But regardless of that, I do want to speak to why it is that I'm offering a, a retreat on joy when life can feel so challenging. You know, we're just coming out of a pandemic, the global field of trauma around that, that is palpable. We're in the middle of a, a very serious war. Climate change can no longer be denied, even by the most vehement of deniers. There's economic hardships worldwide. And the world, I think, is... Well, it's hard to remember a time in my life where the political divisions have been so, so heavy. And it's for these reasons that I offer the practices of joy, not in spite of them. See, our nervous system, the human nervous system, which I assume we're all inhabiting if you're listening to this, <laughs> it's like this nervous system of all mammals. We're not designed for a constant, constant hum of stress. The mammalian nervous system is designed for short bursts of high intensity stress, followed by long periods of peace. One might think of a, a zebra, you know, grazing on its grass with the other zebras looking around, kind of, you know, checking out the scene. Everything's peaceful, right? And just enjoying their lunch of grass. And then a lion shows up, right? And, and attacks. And there's that short burst of adrenaline, of stress, you know, that is needed to mobilize the nervous system to run to safety. And whether or not the, the zebra makes it to safety or not, that incident is going to end pretty quickly, <laughs> right? So let's say the zebra makes it to safety. It will then take time to pacify itself, to shake off the tension, the trauma of that incident. And its nervous system returns to homeostasis. And there's a really good book, the author I'm going to forget here, but there's a book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. And it, it, it is all about this topic that I'm bringing forth here today. So this is it's the same way that the human nervous system is designed. We're designed for that high-intensity burst of tension or stress that brings us to safety, followed by, you know, 
24, 36, 72 hours of peace. But we know that we don't get that anymore. We don't have the high burst. I mean, some, arguably some people do. I don't want to minimize that. There are people who live in cultures and world and societies in the world where that it's necessary to mobilize the nervous system for that run, that flight, for safety. But generally in, in the world, it's more about this constant hum of tension that we're all living with, particularly, as I mentioned, after the COVID virus, after uh, during the war that's happening and so forth. So in addition to this, we're, we're, as human beings, we're wired with what's known as the negativity bias. And again, this goes back 200,000 years when this nervous system that we now inhabit was being created. Right? We had to be hypervigilant around the threats that were around so then we could recognize the threat and quickly move to safety. And when we were safe, we would, would then discharge that mobilized energy. So it's with this constant stress and tension that's happening globally. We can, we can actually see this when you watch the news. You know, mass amounts of people are really feeling uh, and suffering from these long-term trauma exposure effects. You know, people fighting each other on airplanes over wearing a mask or not. People spitting at each other <laughs> uh, when they walk into the grocery store. You know, it's, it's understandable because all of our window of tolerance for stressors is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. We can hold less and less of that. So the good news is we do have these practices such as the practices of joy meditations on joy, which are designed to help us balance out this worldview so that we're not hyper-vigilant around the threats, around the dangers. Because we don't need to be any longer, most of us. Again, I don't want to minimalize the people in the world who, who really are living in a culture where that's necessary. But most of us, we can kind of let that hypervigilant relax. We can begin to balance out our worldview so that we're not focused on what's painful. And we can more focus on the joyful aspects of life. Because these practices of joy, these meditations on joy, they nourish our nervous system. And they give us an opportunity to regulate and return back to homeostasis. Allow our nervous system to pacify. And in that state of homeostasis, the immune system gets stimulated. The body starts to heal and recover. We start to relate to each other more uh, out of empathy and compassion rather than out of fear and threat. So this isn't about seeing the world with rose-colored glasses, but rather seeing the world more realistically. 
allowing ourselves to really take in the beauty of the sunset, the majesty of a Mozart sonata, the laughter of a friend, the purring of a kitten. These are the gifts that are available to us all of the time. Right? The sound of rain, whatever it is, whatever is close by, anything can be a reason for joy. I'll give a little example. I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia right now. I'm staying with my sister. And um, she mentioned to me how how important it is for her kitchen to be very clean today. This just happened today. And then she went out with, with a friend, and, and I'm here alone, and I made my dinner and everything. And so, you know, I cleaned the kitchen, keeping in mind that uh, my sister really likes the kitchen clean. And then in the back of my mind, the thought comes up, oh, I'd really like to meditate before I go on to Facebook Live. And, then I thought, well, you know, I can really just enjoy this activity for what it is. Enjoy the activity of life itself. And it, that offered a shift where I could really just engage with being there. And then offering the clean kitchen as a gift, as an act of generosity. And really feeling into that. And so this is available to everyone all of the time. And so I'd like to move into perhaps talking about a meditation on joy. And I don't think we'll actually do the meditation. Okay. Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> My sister's home. I'm on Facebook Live. Okay. Um, well... I will um, finish up here and, um, yeah, maybe come back later. <laughs>